Welcome to The Cannabis Question, a marijuana science and culture podcast, broadcasting from the state of Pennsylvania to the rest of the nation and the world. Well, my name's Scott Goddard, and I'm your host, and on today's episode, we're going to figure out if CBN is your CB enemy. What does that mean? Well, CBN is one of many, many cannabinoids that the cannabis plant produces. Right? And these are the molecules that we generally consider to be the bioactive ones. More often than not, they're the ones that we're looking for when we consume cannabis because they are the ones which create the major host of effects. But not all of them create the same effects. Usually, we end up talking a lot about the differences between THC and CBD as they are kind of the big brother and sisters of our market. And there is an episode, if you dig far enough back, I think in the first five or so, where we talked about the difference in those two things a little bit, but we'll most likely revisit them as information always updates and science provides a lot of speed bumps to have to climb over to make sure we're thinking correctly. Now, CBN is similar in the family it belongs to because it's like THC and CBD in that way. They're all cannabinoids. But CBN stands for cannabinol and is actually a derivative from THC. So usually CBD is kind of on one half, THC is sort of on the other, and CBN is more on the half of THC, just for the, the ease of talking about it. But CBN is not usually what you're looking for, and it may have cost you a couple of really good nights. So to explain exactly when CBN comes into play, let's jump into a little story, right? Let me set the scene for you out there. So let's go back a couple years. When I was a tad younger, and uh, I used to suffer from gaming a little bit more than I do now, right? In my 20s, gaming was everything, and if there's one thing if you don't play games that you should know is video game companies love the idea of doing midnight releases where you have to wait all day to be able to get your video game at midnight. And of course, you're not going to get it at midnight. There's going to be a line of similarly-minded nerds that are all going to beat you to it. So you'll probably have to take somewhere between 15 minutes and an hour from midnight onward to wait in line and trudge through a process of getting your game. But that means on launch days, you know, usually it's a Monday and it would launch on midnight on Monday between Monday and Tuesday because Tuesday is like the big media release day in America for whatever reason, or at least traditionally everything came out on Tuesdays. So video games still kind of play along to whatever, whoever set that rule. And generally you get out of work sometime after five, you go to the store, GameStop was where I went, you pay for the game and get a little slip with a yellow sticker, and then you wait a anxious six or seven hours until it hits midnight, and then you go back to the store and line up and wait diligently for a half hour, trudging through a area of men that probably use historically the least deodorant you run into, and I should know, I'm one of them. And then you go home with your game. And so in that time period you're waiting, I'd usually prepare heavily for my night of gaming. Because I, you know, I've been up all day, so you can't really get too high while you're waiting for midnight. Otherwise, you'll never survive, right? You'll get the game, you'll get home, and you'll be like, fuck it, I'll just go to sleep and wake up tomorrow and play it when I get up. Now, I'm going to tell you, usually the plan was... I want to play until morning and then get up and then just go right into playing, you know, especially if I took a couple of days off, which more often than not, I pulled off 
you can debate how adult that behavior is naturally. So, you know, I'd roll myself usually between five and 10 blunts in those couple of hours, just waiting, biding my time. Maybe I'd end up consuming one of them, waiting and waiting for midnight. But I've tried this plan enough times to figure out that generally it would never work exactly like I want. Because on the first night the game launches, I'd get home by 12.30 or 1, I'd start moving through the couple of blunts that I rolled. And maybe I, you know, smoke one or one and a half, and then it's getting to 2 or 3 in the morning, finally getting around close where it's time just to try to get to bed anyway. And I promise myself I'm going to get up at like 7 or 8, you know, shirk my sleep schedule a little bit and get even more gaming in. So I'd wake up and go through it, and I'd have a little short left. But a lot of the times, I would grab the short from the night before, maybe it's, you know, the second night, and I'm trying to get back into the video game again. It's, uh, you know, I get home from work, now I'm just looking at dinner time, and I'm trying to get into playing, and I smoke that little short, that little half, and for some reason, I'm starting to dip out, you know? I'm starting to kind of nod off, fall asleep. It's like I automatically got, like, narcolepsy out of nowhere. And I'm wondering, since the night before, I had to, like, consciously make the choice to go to bed. It was like, all right, this is going to be bad if I, you know, if I stay up until I hear the birds chirping, I'm not going to get very much sleep, you know, things you learn from hallucinating as a teenager. And thus now as an adult, thought like, okay, time to go to bed a little earlier. Day two, I'm, I'm passing out before dinner. And I'm wondering why is it the case that I feel so groggy, so burnt from just pretty much finishing what I started the night before and getting into a new one. And you know, there was actually a little bit of chemistry there that was making my life a little more difficult. It was CBN, cannabinol, that may have been a component. Now, I'm going to constantly have to use things like may have, can, might have been, because science has generally been testing on rats forever. And as much as we love those little furry creatures, we do know that there's no fucking way you're going to tell me what happens to a rat is what happens in my body as we do not lead sing, uh, live similar lives and we do not require similar things for a good life. So, CBN, cannabinol, when you actually look at the word and you look at THC, which stands for tetrahydrocannabinol, you actually start to see a very, very big relationship, right? Because if you remove the tetrahydra from THC, it reduces into cannabinol. And in the trichome head, you know, where all the action takes place on the marijuana plant, technically, you know, just for the sake of looking at the cannabinoid groups, the first cannabinoid generated is usually CBG, cannabigerol, something you may see on the back of your packages. CBG technically grows in its acidic form. Everything in the trichome head is in the acidic form, so everything's going to have an A on the end. It'll be CBGA. It'll be THCA. It'll be CBDA. It's always acidic, seemingly when it's in the trichome, until heat and other degrading forces hit it. So, when you have CBG, it then turns into, you know, as it processes and changes into THCA or CBDA. So that's sort of the brother and sister relationship, right? The parent CBG sort of the guardian, right, then turns into THC or CBD. And if THC degrades even further, it changes into CBN. Ideally, it loses a tetra, you know, a four count of hydrogen molecules. That's why tetrahydrocannabinol 
versus just cannabinol, you'd have to lose the tetrahydro. You know, tetra is four, hydro meaning hydrogen. So four hydrogens later, we're at CBN. And CBN, I do often kind of call in my head, CB nighttime, just to remind myself of what it usually is responsible for. And generally when CBN comes into play, it isn't as psychoactive as THC. Sometimes they estimate it's about 10% the level of mental activity or psychoactivity that THC has. So kind of a lower potency or lower effective molecule. It binds to receptor 1 and receptor 2 in the cannabinoid group, so CB1 and CB2, although it does have a slight more, you know, slight higher preference or affinity, as they say, of binding with CB2. But it does bind with both. And it's, again, THC is a poor binder, so if CBN is 10% of that, it just binds enough to count. It does bind to its orthosteric part of the site, which is kind of the main intersection, versus the allosteric part, which is like a secondary docking site on the receptor. Now, for all of you science gals and boys out there, that may mean something to you. If it doesn't, you will open up a huge can of worms, a little Pandora's box, looking into receptor binding. But to really get the true kind of flavor and complexity of how cannabinoids and all these other molecules work in the body, it is worth you know running through a couple hours of YouTube, potentially already with product in your veins, just to be able to understand, you know, when you see it visually, sometimes it works a little better. Regardless, CBN does bind to the same areas that we know THC often binds to, CB1 and CB2. But oftentimes we find, and this is not just with CBN, that when THC or CBD is present, there's often more of a synergistic interaction to them. So it isn't to say that it's just one plus one, Sometimes if you have CBN and THC, you can have one plus one equal three because they work together to kind of multiply their effects. And of course, I can tell you the little rats that have to deal with this probably sleep very well, mainly because CBN generally is known for its sedative effects. It's probably its primary is it makes you feel pretty tired. And in the same way, it makes you feel tired as a sedative thing. We know it's going to relax you. It also seems to stimulate appetite quite a bit. So it's sort of that indica feel in some of the ways. If some of you out there like that term, CBN is going to be sort of an indica indicator. And it's going to help you sleep. Small dose should have a powerful sedative effect. Some people think that two and a half milligrams, and of course this would be of pure CBN, would give you an effect similar to diazepam, you know, a known sleep aid. It's very heavy, known for creating a lot of sedation. So we do know that CBN is in the family of really heavy sedative properties. As far as other things it can affect, besides making you sleepy and hungry, it can actually help reduce seizures, one of the things it's known for, and it helps regulate pressure, especially in instances of glaucoma. So it is something that people do know can be a possible treatment, a considerable treatment, if you have eye issues with pressure, glaucoma being one of them. So we know it can reduce convulsions and spasms. We know it can inspire hunger and sleep. We know it can regulate the pressure in your eyes a little bit, just in case. 
And now given as a cannabinoid, it does a lot of things cannabinoids do where it boosts immune um, health overall or immunofunctionality. And it also can, you know, change your blood pressure a little bit. These are things that we just know cannabinoids do in general. But CBN, it won't be the same traditional level of head high that THC is. And if I've run into CBN when I think I have, to go back to the story at the top of the key, those nights when I was gaming and I was trying to, you know, kind of recycle the blunt from the night before, maybe, you know, you, you crack open all your roaches and you try to smoke a little roach bowl or a roach blunt, you know, of all of the the old soldiers, the things that you half smoked or left out in the ashtray. And there's a reason that those sessions, whenever you consume old weed, it tends to make you tired, hungry, and a little bit groggy, what I like to call feeling burnt. And it may very well be CBN because what happens is as THC breaks down into CBN and those sedative properties start to get accentuated, marijuana users like ourselves often think that if something is knocking me out, it's higher potency. A lot of the times, you know, if something makes me yawn or makes me feel a little out of control, I think it's higher potency, but it may not be the potency here. It may be the style of inebriation, you know, the kind of high I get from that specific collection of molecules. So when I'm smoking the back half of a short or I roll a roach blunt or I smoke a roach bowl, on one side, yes, I am getting some of those tars and resins that coated the weed. But on another side, I'm also getting this downgraded, worser form. Well, worser being a, you know, a biased word. I'm getting, if anything, a sleepier, groggier form of my cannabinoids being CBN instead of more THC. And since it doesn't take very much CBN to create an effect of that sedation, a lot of those nights, maybe it was really CBN that was making me, you know, dip out, fall asleep, drool on myself a little bit, or overeat all the cheese that's in the house because THC would only kind of max out at a certain point. I mean, sometimes, and there's been some data to support it, you can actually smoke yourself sober and use so much THC that it kind of reverses its role in the body. Just like if you drink too much water, eventually you'll pee it out right away instead of holding on to it because the body tries to regulate itself, not only in effects, but also in volumes of chemistry. So it's the same reason you pee out all those vitamins in your banana yellow pee. It's the same reason why if you drink a whole gallon of water in a sitting, you're probably going to pee every 15 minutes for the rest of the day. And it's one reason why if you consume way too much cannabinoids, sometimes your body can flip the script and start to sober you up a little bit. And that's something that we know THC can happen. So oftentimes that lower groggy feeling, it may not very much be a THC overdose as much as it is a CBN inclusion. And this is something that whenever we would do roach bowls or roach blunts, you just about get through halfway. And if the flavor and the throat didn't already discourage you from continuing down your poorly guided path, a lot of people in the room would already kind of feel inebriated enough in a very sedative way where they're like, you know, I'm, I'm good on that. We don't really need to cough our way through the back half of that tar finger. And I think this is one of the reasons why CBN would come in. It might synergize the reactions to THC and just cause me to feel a lot more fucked up than I thought I was. And as a result of that extra inebriation, that extra feeling of kind of languid, hard to motivate energy, you know, I'm going to back away from it 
feeling that I've hit a level of effect that is significant. And CBN might be to blame. So on those gaming nights, if you're a person who likes to leave the joint roach out in the tray, you're technically just leaving it out to degrade. And I might have mentioned CBN before when we talked about vape carts a little bit. You know, CBN really, it does a lot of good things for the body. Antioxidants effects, helps protect brain cells against neurotoxicity, can help control cancer cell growth and suppress spasms. So it does a host of really good things. But we also know that that sedation can really knock you out on an evening. And it's worth considering. You don't want to get into a car and feel that sedated. It could distract you. It could make you have to fight uphill just to keep your awareness where it is normally. And that's not something that we want to happen when operating heavy machinery or sharp objects or, you know, important job interviews. CBN could be the thing in cannabis that has been making you groggy and sleepy for the long run beyond what indicas and other terpenes and cannabinoids can provide. So in one nutshell, whenever you have those nights where you can't sleep, you know, the best thing might be trying to find an old roach and throwing that into uh, your medicating because if there's some CBN in there, if it's been left out for a while, if it's been heated, if it's had time to degrade by the main forces that degrade things, time, sunlight, heat, oxygen, and yes, heat and sunlight are different because technically sunlight, you can get hit with that in the winter and get sun cancer, you know, or skin cancer. Skin cancer does not come from being hot. It comes from the sun's radiation, free radicals. Look it up. The internet's available. So this is one of those things that not only can it degrade our skin when the sunlight hits it, it also can degrade your flower, especially because it's in a unstable state. You know, it's still degrading. It's still, you know, alive and being able to be affected by the forces of nature. Just like the food you store in your fridge can continue to rot and go bad, so your flower can as well. And one of the stops on the way between THC and being completely inert is CBN. And obviously, when THC turns down into CBN, you can be pretty sure that you're going to get a very indica feel, couch lock, munchies, maybe kind of a shitty body feeling and maybe a headspace that isn't very clear, a little foggy. And every once in a while, the best thing to do then is just to go to bed. Although certainly overconsumption can bring this, as can certain strains that just happen to encourage this. But CBN is one of those things that, although it isn't always the case, every once in a while, if you're trying to stay up, stay with it and hip, and enjoy your experience, CBN may very well be your CB enemy. However, if you need sleep, need to deal with minimizing pain, Maybe you just want to eat the whole fridge. And maybe it'll be your CB friend. And that's what the end can be. CB friend. And we'll leave it at that for the day. Thanks for hanging in there for our little one for today. Uh, I'll try to release about an episode every week. If this is your first one in, please feel free to subscribe, like, and share it if you like what was said. I just threw a video up on Instagram of a new grower processor to PA. If you're lucky enough to be in the state called INSA. I picked up yesterday uh, some encouraging looking buds, but check out the Instagram at the cannabis question if you get a chance. Otherwise, I'll be back to you guys next week. I look forward to it and thank you for your time. Till then, have a real good night and get medicated. Take it easy out there.